Welcome to episode 25 of That Classical Podcast. This time, Christmas. Just hear the sled bells jingling, ding, 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 Hi! Hello! My name's Chris Bland. My name's Kelly Harlock, and you're listening to episode 25 of that classical podcast. And it's Christmas! It's doing a Christmas time episode again today because we did it last year and we We thought let's make it a bit of a tradition. Um, I mean, we're not alone in making Christmas (laughs) a tradition (laughs) every year. Uh, But yeah, it's quite apt that we're doing this today. It snowed in London last night. Mm. So, you know, it's Christmassy. Although the snow here does turn to sort of sad slush in about 20 seconds, which is. Grey and cold and horrible. But Christmassy, nonetheless. So, Chris, what's our first piece today? It may or may not surprise you to learn that I've picked a piece by Johann Sebastian Bach. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we haven't heard enough of him yet. As you guys know, he's kind of my fave. I really, really like me some Bach. Mm -hmm. And as luck would have it... In 1734, he wrote a Christmas oratorio. Nice one. It's bath time (laughs) even at Christmas. Yay. Oh my God. However, this piece is actually kind of just a pastiche of previous stuff that he'd written. So there's very little new music Um, in the oratorio. Explain yourself. Why did he do that? So this was something he did for three festivals throughout the year. So he's written an Ascension oratorio, an Easter oratorio, and a Christmas oratorio. Okay, yeah, Xmas. And what he did was... I think the technical term for it is a parody oratorio. Self-plagiarising. Pretty much. So he chopped up some bits from secular cantatas that he'd written previously and just reset them to Christmassy words. However, this is actually an example of how this is a really successful parody. So he worked together with Picander, who is his sort of main librettist, Mm -hmm. and the words fit just incredibly neatly onto the chopped up music. So it's clearly, there's been a lot of time and thought put into it. Sure. So we're going to now listen to the very first part, which is D major, very triumphant key. There's trumpets, the whole shebang. It's jubilant. It's Christmassy. Let's let's, let's do it. You're you're humming, Kelly. Why are you humming? Yeah. Uh, I do you know what? It doesn't necessarily shout Christmas time. For me, at oh me. my god, for me it screams Christmas time. I how does it do that? What is it even what is it saying? What are the words? Well, what they're saying is just like rejoice, rejoice, happy day. Re- yeah. Right, but that could be any happy day. <laughs> that could be his birthday. Not it necessarily is, it's, Christ. It's Jesus' birthday, I'll have you know. Do you know what? It was nice, but it doesn't... There weren't... They didn't even put in a nice sleigh bell. Even Mozart <laughs> put in sleigh bells to some of his pieces. Well, all right. <laughs> Fine. So what he did was the oratorio is in six parts, one for each service over Christmas. Right. Uh, so there's one on Christmas Day, blah, 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 all the way up to January the 6th, with diff- about different parts of oh, the wow. Christmas story. But... It's a really unified work. So this is where the absolute genius of Bach comes in. Ugh. So the keys of the six different pieces are related in such a way 
that it effectively makes a chord progression over the six days that ends in like a perfect cadence. Sorry, six days of a chord progression? Yeah, pretty much. There's So there's six different pieces. Explain yourself. <laughs> so the first one's in D major, second one in G major, third one D major, so on, so on. Every day? Every So you know they're spread out over six services. Right, sorry, yeah. Layman's terms, Chris. Layman's okay, terms. Okay, so the oratorio's in six parts. Right. And the six parts are performed over six services. Got it, yeah, yeah. Each of the Is there just one parts. chord per service? No, uh, but it's in, it's predominantly in one key. Okay. And so the keys of the six days, the way that they cycle through them oh. is such that it's like a cool chord progression. You just said that in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's Anyway, cool. that's why it's not just him cutting up old bits of music that he'd written before. I mean, it is it's kind of that. It's a unified, brilliant, clever work. And that takes another six reason, days to fully appreciate, really. Another reason why I love him <laughs> so much. One of many. Ding dong merrily on high, it is that classical podcast. Right, so up next, we've got a classic from Hector Berlioz. That's interesting. Do you want to hear a Christmas fact? <laughs> Last oh. year, Kelly tormented me with really boring, weird Christmas facts. So this year, it's my turn. No! In Catalan... They this have is a what's called. Surprise. Yeah. They have what's called the Tio de Nadal, which is also known as the pooping Catalan log. So <laughs> kids are meant to feed him every day from the eighth of December oh and cover gosh. him with a blanket. Then on the twenty fourth to twenty fifth of December, they put him in the, the log in the fireplace and they beat him with sticks until he poops out sweets, fruits, and nuts. And the final thing he drops out is a salt it's an herring. Turd. <laughs> no, it's a salt herring and a garlic bulb. Uh, there's also a song that you sing while you beat the log with sticks, um, and the song is called Cagatio. Uh, now, caga is a very rude word in Catalan that I will substitute with the word poop, okay. and I will let you imagine <laughs> what the rude word might be. So the song goes... Mm. <coughs> oh my God. <laughs> poop log, poop nougat, hazelnuts and cottage cheese. If you don't poop well, I'll hit you with a stick. Poop log... <laughs> And that's the story of the Tio de Nadal. <laughs> um, okay, thank you so you were, much. You were saying, Berlioz. Um, that is, that, I have so many questions, but we just don't have time. Come on, Berlioz, that's not important right now. Berlioz, talk to me about Berlioz. So, <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about, wow, we're going to talk about a young man called Hector Berlioz. And his piece, La Dieu des Bergers, okay? Or as I like to call it, A Dieu de Burgers. So long are the Big Macs. Au revoir. Oh the Chicken Royales. Uh, but it actually, it actually means uh, the Shepherd's Farewell. Oh. And it's part of a piece, a big oratorio that uh, Berlioz wrote called L'Enfance du Christ, or The Childhood of Christ. Mm. Uh, and yeah, it's about... Uh, I guess, like, the Holy Family. So Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus is born, and then they have to flee to Egypt. The classic story. The, the, the classic. Because King Herod's like, I'm I'm a murder all your sons. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That really yeah. lovely Christmas story. <laughs> um, and Berlioz wrote this. So it started off actually just as an organ piece. Okay. So, and it was the only piece of L'Enfance. It wasn't L'Enfance du Christ yet. It was just La Dieu de Burgers. Okay. Um <laughs> And you know how, do you remember, Chris, like back in the day, a lot of, it happened a lot in France, like composers used to pretend that they had like found this ancient text from like Ooh, yeah, Greek yeah, yeah, yeah. times and like yeah. put it to music like that. It wasn't quite that. 
But for some reason, Berlioz was like, yes, yeah, so I'm going to do a performance of this song, yeah. Le Dieu de Berger, because yeah. he had, uh, by this point, like made it like a choral song. Sure. Because all his mates were like, yeah, it's quite good. So he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to pretend that it is a piece by the 17th century composer Ducré. Why? And I'm going to perform it that way. Wait, wait. <laughs> and then he performed it one day uh, in 1850. Yeah. November 12th was the date. Approx. And everyone was like... Because a lot of people in, in France especially were like, Berlioz's music is pants. Like, it's really discordant uh, right. and, and bizarre. And the people that hated his music were like, this is a great tune. And some women also said, like, see, yeah, Berlioz could never write a tune like this. Hey. Like, Berlioz, take note, yeah, this is like, Ducre, he's our man. But anyway, people really liked it. So okay. then he Did was he like, actually, it was me. Uh, I don't it know. was me all along. Discuss. Uh, but anyway, he, he was like, right, I'm going to expand it into three parts. Mm. So he did. And then it became L'Homance du Christ. Got it. So the three parts are part one, uh, Le Sange d'Hérode, uh, which means Herod's dream. Mm-hmm. And in this part, Herod's really angry. Jesus is kind of born. Sort of born. born. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, And the angels come to the, I was about to say the royal family, uh, they come to the holy family and say, lads and lass, you've got to flee to Egypt or else. Herod's very cross. It's really, it's bad times. (laughs) Okay. Okay, and then part two is la fuite en Egypte, which means the flight to Egypt. So Mm -hmm. this is, this has... The uh, flight to Egypt. I hope they they booked the the hand luggage properly. Did they have enough leg leg room on the flight? Priority boarding, am I right? Uh, Yeah, but anyway, so the flight to Egypt, this has uh, the la dieu des bergers in it. Uh, uh, When they're like travelling to Egypt, the shepherds are like, see ya. Right. Uh, And they kind of like, there's a bit where they sit under a tree and they have a nice time. And then part three, uh, l'arrivée à Saïs, I think that's how you say it. Mm. Uh, The arrival at Saïs. Saïs. When they get to Saïs. Which is in Egypt. Yeah, it is. And an Ishmael-like family takes them in. Uh, and then it's all hunky dory. The husband of the family like is like to Joseph, like you like to carpent, I like to carpent. <laughs> we all like to carpent together. To carpent and is a great verb. It's, I don't even know if that is. A I'm verb. not sure it is a verb. But I really enjoyed that. <laughs> Tweet us. Anyway, and then um, Jesus, just little Jesus, spends ten years growing up there. That's it. Beautiful. That is it. So let's listen to goodbye. From the the goodbye the burgers. The goodbye burgers. Uh, let's see if you like it. All right. I was just about to say, oh, that sounds really nice and pastoral. And like, duh, obviously it's pastoral. It's about Shepherd. shepherds. <laughs> that Ducre, you can really write a nice piece oh, there. Oh, um, Yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll own up to it. It's not the most exciting Christmas carol you'll ever hear no, in your life. I like it. But I think it's really nice. Just it's, thought it was it's really like, it's nice. It's a warm hug of a... It is a bit of a warm hug. Christmas like music. almost like quite hymnal, it isn't is. it? It's lovely. Um, 
But I just thought that was nice. Nice little Christmas story behind I it. I agree. Uh, not much more to say other than that. But please go and listen to L'Enfance du Christ. It's, it's really nice, actually, all the way Beautiful. through. Three parts. Put you in a little Christmassy mood, that will. Yeah. And uh, let's all look up who Ducre is as well. <laughs> Next time. Classical podcast. Classical podcast. Classical podcast. What is the classical podcast? <laughs> Now, my next piece is going to be another piece that I know from way back when, when I was a young'un. Way back, okay. Uh, and I sang this with my school choir, and it's by Rafe Vaughan Williams, oh, my old yes, pal. another fave. Indeed. It's the Fantasia on Christmas Carols. This mm. was one of my first experiences with, uh, with Rafe. old Rafey with boy. With old Rafey. Mm. And uh, I really liked it. Amazing. It's really nice. So this was written in 1912. Now, Vaughan Williams as as we know from previous episodes, uh, he loves Britain, he loves collecting folk mm-hmm, tunes, mm-hmm. but also, crucially, he bloody loves Christmas. <laughs> he loves himself a good Yule. Nice, okay, yeah. Um, so he did this project where he collected loads of folk tunes from all around the UK, mm-hmm. but he also collected some folk carols. Hmm. So in this piece, he combines together three main carols, but sort of references other ones throughout. So the three main ones are The Truth Sent From Above, The Somerset Carol, and The Sussex Carol. Not oh, The Sussex folk. Carol. You know yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Beautiful, yeah. yeah. And while I was looking into this, there's just really sweet details. So Vaughan Williams noted down who he heard sing it. So the thing that you hear referenced at the very beginning of this Fantasia is a sort of a solo cello opening, which mm-hmm. is a reference to a carol called There is a Fountain of Christ's Blood. And it says Whoa. it was... I know, right? <laughs> Happy <laughs> <It> says, days! <laughs> it says it was recorded on phonograph with a 70-year-old labour, Mr. W. Hancock's at Monnington in October 1908. Oh, that's so And there's something sweet. about that that's so, like particularly that's, British and cute. That's really lovely. And so all throughout his notes on these carols, it's just really sort of meticulously noted who sang it and where he heard that it. That is bloody delightful. So over the course of his career, uh, Rafey Boy, Vaughan Williams, wrote four major Christmas works. So this was the first one, 1912. But then he also wrote a ballet called On Christmas Night, 1926, based mm, on uh, Charles Dickens. I know, right? Oh my days. Yeah. Okay. Well, he also wrote um, another sort of ballet called Job, A Mask for Dancing. Yeah. So he, he did some sort of ballet stuff. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, a, a ballet called On Christmas Night based on Dickens' Christmas Carol. Um, he did a cantata called Holy A in 1953. Holy A! <laughs> it means today. Um, and he also did a nativity, just the first Noel in 1958. Nice. So he did a lot of Christmas work throughout his career. Brilliant. But we're going to listen to the first one, Fantasia on Christmas Carols. Let's listen. Let's smash it. That put the lead back in my pencil, that did. <laughs> I stole that phrase from Alexander Armstrong. Anyway, keep going, keep going. <laughs> um, it's, it's good. It's so nice. It it's so Vaughan Williams-y with all the sort of, kind of lovely warming and chords and stuff. And also a bit spooky. Yeah. yeah, definitely. The opening is sort of quite ominous. And so that's 
one thing that I think he does particularly well is capturing a bunch of different moods in one piece. So that's very mm. wintry and sparse. Yes. But when the the choir comes in on their hums, supporting the solo cello and the baritone soloist with the string accompaniment, it then just becomes a lot warmer and oh, yeah. the, the warmth of Christmas. I will take it. It uh, It's just so good. Do you know what as well? Um, we listened to the intro of that as well. Unfortunately, we can only play 30 seconds on, on the show. It sound it reminded me immediately of uh, you know in the first uh, in the Hobbit the first film far over the misty mountains like that is that that tune genuinely I wonder if they stole it from that quite they possibly discuss tweet us anyway um, so Hubert Parry who was another composer around at the time as uh, sort of contemporary of Vaughan Williams is uh, noted in his diary after the first time he heard this piece Vaughan Williams carol piece very jolly. <laughs> Which is nice. Very jolly. And Very fine. One last little point on this was that, as I've mentioned before, Vaughan Williams always had an eye on making his work more accessible and democratic. I love him so much. So there are a bunch of different scorings. There's one for full orchestra, for strings and organ, for oh, right. piano and solo cello. Okay. And there's been recordings of all these different versions. So he won as with lots of his pieces, mm. he wanted them to be sung by amateurs, basically. That's very thoughtful. He's such a thoughtful guy. <laughs> nice. He's the best. I love him. And Bach, can you get me them for Christmas, please? I wish I could, but I feel it might be complicated. Oh. I'll just get you a book instead. But yeah, no thanks. That was lovely. That classical podcast. That classical podcast. Next is Benjamin Britten. Can you believe it? I can. I <laughs> will believe it. We haven't talked about him for a while, actually. No, no, no. Uh, so today we're going to do a ceremony of carols, no less. So oh. uh, it's it's a bit of a banger. Britain wrote this in 1942. Hey, you know what Britain didn't write in 1942? Uh, it was anything about the the Yule cat from Iceland, also known as the Yola Kuturin, uh, oh, which great. stalks Excellent. around the, the country during Christmas time and eats those who haven't received new clothes to wear before Christmas Eve. And it's thought that it was what? used as a threat by farmers to make sure their workers finished processing all of the wool by Christmas. Are you joking? You were saying about Britain. Wait, hold on a second, because why would a cat eat you if you didn't have new clothes? The whole point of Christmas is to te- like receive new clothes. Yeah, but, but before, before Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, well, that's... Take it up that's, with the Yule cat. Don't take it up life. with me. Is it Finland, did you say? Iceland. <laughs> hard life in Iceland, my God. Yeah, better get your new clothes before Christmas Eve, or Guys, the Jollakutterin oh, is going to eat you. To our listeners in Iceland... Get a new yeah, shirt or please, something. Please, we implore look, you. Take care of yourselves this Christmas time. Okay, so <laughs> back to back to Britain. Um, he wrote this in 1942. Uh, while he was on a boat from the USA to England. Oh, very nice. Very, very festive. Um, <laughs> that must have been lovely. It's all chorus, uh, solo voices, and harp, which we never, we haven't really heard any of the harp no, in that that's true. podcast. That's uh, true. We need to bring it back. I'll try and find a harp concerto, knowing, knowing me. Uh, but it's basically um, a bunch of little one-minute tunes, oh. which were originally intended to be little separate ones from each other. But he shoved them into one piece, made up oh, of amazing. 12 movements. Yeah, That's yeah. really good. So we're going to listen to Spring Carol today, which is the ninth movement. But technically it's the tenth, because there's, there's like 4A and 4B. Okay, also, why is it spring carol? Like, you don't. Yeah, shut up. Christmas it's a isn't in it's spring. It's a ceremony of carols, Chris. Deal with it. 
Uh, and uh, I'm going to say it out, out loud. Benjamin Britten doesn't know how calendars work. I'm just going to put that on official take it record. Take with his estate. Um, so <laughs> Please don't sue us, the estate of Benjamin this Britten. One, it, do you know what, though? I will say this. Um, it, it, all the songs, it was really difficult to choose. They are all so beautiful. Amazing. Like, you, you will be happy with them all. <laughs> all right. Um, and, uh, but, but this one, Spring Carol, is a duet between two sopranos uh, that depicts signs of spring uh, and is based on a text by William Cornish. That's not Christmas. Shut up. So what they're <laughs> saying is, this is the actual text. And I'm sorry because I don't know what half of this means. Uh, pleasure it is to hear it whiz. The birdies sing, the deer in the dale, the sheep in the vale, the corn springing God's purveyance. For sustenance. What on earth are you It is for about? man. Then we always give him praise and thank him, Van. Merry Christmas, everybody. That has nothing to do with Look, Christmas. You, can't, you cannot no, come here. How Kelly, dare you? Kelly, let me talk. You cannot come here and accuse me of bringing Bach, which the piece is literally called no. A Christmas Oratorio. No, no. That's about spring. So, basically, if you could just imagine the, what is it, eight other movements before being about like Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. So Jesus, why throw Christmas. in this one? And this one is like, do you know what comes after winter and Christmas though? It's it's uh, it's bloody spring. Do you know right, what I mean? Fine. And it's very festive. It's bloody festive, Christmas. Okay, well let's, let's listen to it. Give then. it a chance, alright? I'm sorry, Tem- tempers run high at Christmas. <laughs> Families often have arguments. I, want I to forgive apologize. you because Christmas is a time of forgiving. <laughs> We're on the same team. Okay, good. High five. Uh, high five. <laughs> okay, so point being, that was bloody festive, wasn't it? That was very nice. It yeah. was Christmassy. Yeah. I know it is about spring, but that, that, I think a harp always makes things a bit Christmassy. Yeah, adds a little bit of festive sprinkle. Doesn't it? A bit of flair. So that was, I chose that one just because I thought it was a really beautiful sort of interlocking uh, melody and harmony there with the two sopranos. But I also suggest you definitely, and there's no excuse not to do it, listeners, because these are literally one minute each. <laughs> Go and listen to these ones. Go and listen to There Is No Rose, which is actually a version of There Is No Rose of Such Virtue, which is a medieval carol um, that's very lovely mm. and, and been arranged by a, a lot of different composers, actually. But uh, Britain did an arrangement of it. It's called There Is No Rose. And then go and listen to Balulalao, Balulalo, which is like almost <laughs> a bit like, what? do you remember Lulay, Lula, Lule? Yeah, yeah. It's another kind of like Christmas lullaby, lullaby for Jesus. Uh... And then go and listen to That Younger Child uh, and As Due in April. They're my favourites from A Ceremony of Cars. It's basically all of them. Just listen to all of them. <laughs> You won't be it's only like 10 minutes long, it's fine. But yeah, there it is, Britain. Ah, oh, beautiful. That classical podcast. Merry Christmas, guys. I hope you enjoyed our Christmas episode. Crimbo. Just one last little Christmas fact before we go. <laughs> okay, go on, Did me. you know that the word mistletoe comes from the Anglo-Saxon word misteltan, which means little dung twig? <laughs> Because uh, mistletoe is spread through bird droppings. That's how it spreads its seeds around. So uh, enjoy your smooch under a poop branch this year. Why is everything about poop? Christmas is actually just a holiday of poop memes, isn't it, really? If we're honest. Yes. (laughs) 
excellent. Well, we've also got a little Christmas present for you, listeners. Not only can you follow us on social media and listen to our Spotify playlist, which Kelly will take you through in a second. I'll smash it. But uh, we're giving you a little exclusive insight into the making of that classical podcast. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, we're collecting a few of our outtakes that we had from this episode. Yeah. Because there are a few. It might spoil the magic, but it'll also add to the magic sure. as well. Kelly, uh, how do they get in touch with us? How do they find us on the internet? If you want to contact us, if you want to wish us a mezzacrimbo oh, as nice. well, you can find us on Twitter. We are at that classical. You can find us on Instagram. We're at that classical insta you can find us on facebook we're that classical podcast you can just type it in there you can email us at that classical email at gmail.com wish us a merry christmas over email uh and you know what we we have a spotify playlist we're going to put everything that we've played here today and everything that we've actually mentioned as well Mm. on that playlist so uh, yeah have a have a look for your favorites on there and lads and lassies Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We will see you in 2018. Merry Christmas and a happy new year, guys. Bye. Okay. Hello. My name's Chris Bland. My name's Kelly Harlock. I'm interrupting Kelly. Already. Hello. Sorry, I coughed. Hello. Christmas Oratorio. Did he actually? Yeah, he did. That is great. <laughs> yeah, of course he did. I'm telling you. Wait, no, no, no. Wait. I was trying to be like, oh, really? Do wait. you have time? Hmm. <laughs> <You're> not... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're humming, Kelly. Yes. Do you not like it? Do you know what? It doesn't... I can't say splooge. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's another way to say shit Christmas? With diff- about different parts of oh, the wow. Christmas story. Okay, right, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, can say, I just said storyo. <laughs> and now, tis I. <laughs> no, okay, wait, sorry. Up next, we got a classic from. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> you me like I'm going crazy. And his piece. La Dieu des Bergers. Des f- <laughs> Come to the, I was about to say the royal family. The hoi. The hoily. The hoily thing. Hey, thanks, that was lovely. Yeah. Hey, yeah! He's yeah. <laughs> like a vulture. That's not important right now. Berlioz, talk to me about Berlioz. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll cut this out. Together with you